Hey, church family, it's so good to be with you today, and uh, I'm really excited about bringing to you an Advent devotional. We're going to be doing that uh, all through Advent, so the first 25 days of uh, December, and uh, today is day one, and, and it's something we haven't really done typically, and I know that some people celebrate Advent as a church, or some do it uh, just in their Christian faith uh, individually or as a family. Uh, it's, it's a season uh, that they, they look forward to seeing and, and knowing Jesus more deeply. Uh, really what Advent, that's what Advent is. It's the annual season of patience patiently waiting, of being eagerly expectant, hopefully expectant, of doing some soul searching inside and just watching and waiting for the Savior uh, that, that came so so many years ago. But for us, we can we can savor that today. Uh, and it's not, it's, it, the hope is it's not going to be just that 24-hour period of time right around Christmas where we say, oh yeah, the Christmas is about Jesus. Let's, let's read the Christmas story. Or, hey, Christmas is about Jesus. Let's go to a Christmas Eve service. Because we kind of limit ourselves there, but but really the hope is that during this season that we would increase our affections and our joy for the Lord Jesus, that we would grow spiritually, we would find it profitable spiritually. So we're excited for uh, for what is uh, what lies ahead. We're going to send uh, these out every single uh, day this month uh, or through the 25th, so that you have an Advent devotion to do personally or together with your family or a small group, whatever it might be. They'll be short, sweet, and hopefully to the point. Uh, and uh, we're taking these these readings or these, these devotions are based on the readings from John Piper's Advent book called Good News of Great Joy. And uh, we're gonna include a link to that PDF of that book. So if you'd like to follow along and, and get a little more richness from that uh, during this month, uh, feel free to do that. Please, please, by all means, do that. Pull up that PDF and read that uh, maybe in the mornings along with uh, watching this. We'll try to get these out to you in the mornings uh, so you can, you can check them out uh, with your family or start your day off with them too. We just want Jesus to be kept at the center of your life and be the greatest treasure uh, of your Christmas. So uh, John Piper begins in this book asking the question, what does Jesus want for Christmas? What does Jesus want for Christmas? And that's kind of strange, right? We, we ask our kids that. We ask each other, hey, what do you want for Christmas? But what does Jesus want? And uh, he, he, he opened up to John chapter 17, and this is Jesus' high priestly prayer. And uh, he's, he's praying to the Father, and here's what he says in John 17, verses 24, and then we'll jump down to 26. It says, Father, I want those that you have given me to be with me where I am. Now that's exciting. We think, oh yeah, God created us to be with him. You're right, he, he, he did and he wants us to be with him. But there's more to it than just like, he's going to get great company when we're there. It's not about him needing company. Uh, it says this, uh, Father, I want those you've given me to be with, with me where I am so that they will see my glory, which you have given me because you love me before the world's foundation. It goes on in verse 26. I made your name known to them and will continue to make it known so that the love you have loved me with may be in them and I may be in them. Here's what Jesus wants for Christmas. He wants us to see and to savor him. I hope you get that. He wants us to see and savor him. So you see, the first part he says, he says, I want them to be with me so that they see my glory. And, and there's something rewarding. And Jesus wants us to be with him, not because he's lonely, right? Not because he needs something. He and the Father and the Spirit are all profoundly satisfied within the fellowship of the Trinity. It, it is we, not he, that's starving for something. We need something. We are made to be completely satisfied only in Jesus Christ. So he wants us to see that and see that the great need we have, but see that, that that need can only be fulfilled in him. And it's only when we come and see and when we express faith in Jesus 
that we can really savor his great love for us and that we can love him back out of the overflow of our hearts because he first loved us. This is what Christ came for. Christ came and that he purchased us uh, through his shed blood on the cross and he made us whole and new and that we can be made new through repentant faith in him. That we, we've turned to him as a treasure. He is the greatest treasure. So, so today as we start Advent, we eagerly and expectantly wait. So, so where do we start? That's the question. Where do we start if we're in this season of, of Advent or waiting and expectation for Jesus, where do we start? And, and that's where he starts uh, with day one in his book. And, and I'll kind of talk about some of those aspects. Uh, here's what I would say we start. And this is what I've said a lot. This is what starting looks like and waiting looks like. And I, I say this, don't waste the waiting. Don't waste the waiting. It's like, okay, we're waiting for what? Well, maybe a, a profound message. We're waiting for, uh, I don't know, a Christmas Eve service. We're waiting for that special thing, that tradition we have. That's not always bad, but that may miss some of the, the, the process, right? There's waiting happening, so don't waste your waiting. Don't find yourself spiritually unprepared for what God might do today and tomorrow and all through this season of Advent. Lean in and use this time for your growth and use this time for your personal joy and your family joy. So what does that look like? And here, here's what I say. Day one, uh, the title, if you want to say it's a title, gather around the fire. But the first part of that is get desperate. I, I really think that today, December 1st, we should be getting desperate and, and, and learning and looking at Jesus as the one that's, that satisfies that desperation. Um, I, I want to read a, a passage of scripture out of the nativity, out of, out of Luke um, chapter 1. And Luke chapter 1, this is when actually uh, the angel comes to, to Zechariah and prophesies that he's going to have a son. And uh, that son is Elijah. Uh, I'm sorry, that, that son is John, the baptizer, who comes in the power of Elijah. And, and that son is going to be the one that makes the way, paves the way for Christ. And we've seen that through our sermon series recently. Uh, but I want to read this. It's, it says in Luke 1, uh, chapter 16 and 17, it says, He, this is the, the child to be born, uh, will, be, will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. And he will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of their fathers to their children and the disobedient to the understanding uh, of the righteous, to make ready for the Lord a prepared people. So important that we, to be ready for the Lord, if we're waiting, to be ready is to be a prepared people. Don't waste the waiting, but understand what that means. And part of that desperation is understanding we need a Savior. We desperately need a Savior. Uh, we need the power of God's Spirit to turn our wayward evil, wicked, disobedient hearts to the righteousness of Christ that only Christ can offer. We have to understand that we're sinful. We have to know in desperation that we need the Savior that we're waiting for. We need the Savior we're eager for. And, and think about that, that, that chasm, that chasm that's so wide. The more desperate it becomes, the more joy there is, the more, the more eagerness there is in, in the fact that there is a Savior that can cross that chasm. It's not something I can cross on my own, that's for sure. We don't need more presence. We don't need a new person in our life or a new fling or a new thing. We need a heart made new by Jesus Christ, our Savior. So we need a Savior. What else does it mean to get desperate? It means we should examine our heart. We should examine our heart. We're going to read a passage out of uh, Psalm 139, just a, a short one, 23 and 24. Uh, so as we examine our heart, we need to examine uh, the affections and the attentions of our heart, 
We also need to examine the motives and intentions of our heart. Here's what Psalm 139, verses 23 and 24 says. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my concerns. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the everlasting way. This is what we sing about during Christmas. Let every heart prepare him room. And what does that mean? It means take inventory, check your heart, clean it out, and clean house so that it is, it is ready, that room is ready to receive the Savior fully and to see him and eagerly expect him during this season as we, as we move towards Christmas. Uh, finally, in, in this idea of getting desperate, this is kind of the gather around the fire. It, we should gather around the fire. And I love that. Don't you love that warm, inviting atmosphere that a fire uh, creates? You, you have a fire in a house and you're, you gather around and you have your hot cocoa in your hand. It's just warm and a blanket. It's just, it's a beautiful, wonderful atmosphere that that creates. And, and I think that's important. You should do that with your family if you have the op opportunity or if you have a fireplace in your house. Uh, and that, while that's amazing, I'm talking about something a little different here about gathering around the fire. Jeremiah uh, 29 or 23, 29, uh, the Lord declares this. He says, isn't my word like fire? Isn't my word like fire? So this Advent, as we wait patiently, as we eagerly wait expectantly for the Lord and what he's going to do, we ought to be gathering around the fire of God's word. And, and so this season, as we, uh, this, whole, this whole devotion is meant to be a springboard for you. It's not meant to be the, the end all of your joy. It's, it's meant to be a, a, a motivation, kind of a, a huddle and, and an encouragement for you to go out from this and, and to start to experience that joy and to grow and to lean into the waiting and to gather around the fire of God's word. So what we're going to encourage you to do, I want to encourage you to start opening up and begin to read the nativity account in scripture. Now, turn, you can turn to Luke chapter 1, and uh, I think we, Alistair's included in our email uh, just the, the reading plan for Advent and for, um, for the Christmas Nativity story. So I, I think it's going to be an amazing, amazing season if we really lean in and, and really look at our hearts and, and let God do something amazing. So uh, that's day one for you. I, I love you guys. May you, uh, may you go out in joy and peace, expectantly waiting for the Savior, but understanding the desperate need we all have for Him. Uh, I, just, I pray that the season would be good news of great joy for you. I love you all. God bless you.